Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The gospel that we have for today is the story about Jesus walking on the water. And yet the key figure to this story is not Jesus, but Peter. Now, this story for today picks up exactly where we left off in the Gospel of Matthew. Remember, Jesus performed his miracle of feeding 5,000 people with just a few loaves and a few fish. And yet the apostles, they don't get it. They don't get what the miracle was all about. They don't understand who Jesus truly is. Well, in this miracle of feeding the 5,000, Jesus reveals who he truly is. Only God could have performed such a miracle. And the apostles, they still don't get it. They can't make the connection about who Jesus is and why he is in this world. Well, next, as the story picks up for today, it says, After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, again, this is a typical day in the life of Christ. Jesus often goes to a very private place and he prays. Prayer was very important to Christ in order for him to remain connected to the Father as well as to the Holy Spirit. Well, if it was important for Jesus, prayer should also be important for us. Now, there's no way someone can say, I'm in a right relationship with God, and yet I don't have time to pray every day. You know, maybe once or twice a week, but I'm in a right relationship. Well, no, we're just kidding ourselves. You know, in some ways, it's like a person saying, you know, I speak to my spouse maybe once or twice a week. And yet, we have a very healthy marriage. Well, again, it's doomed for failure. You're just kidding yourself. There's no way that marriage is going to prosper. As I've said many times, faith is all about relationship between us and God and living out that relationship to the best of our abilities every day of our life. And so, what's vital and an integral component of our relationship with God? Communication just like it is for any relationship that we have with friends or even with a spouse or children. Prayer is important for us. Now, follow the example of Christ. Every day, he would get up early, go to a deserted place, and pray. That's how he began his day. And then afterwards, he would go about his work, whatever it may be, whether it was traveling, preaching, teaching, or healing. Well, do the same thing as Jesus does. You know, make prayer part of our everyday experience and be creative about it. Maybe your car, you're going in your car to work. You're all alone. Well, turn off your radio and your phone, and now you're alone with God 
Well, pray. Or maybe you're running errands. Again, turn off your phone in your car, in your radio, and pray. Or maybe get up early when everyone else in the household is still asleep. Well, now that's your deserted place, like Jesus, to pray. If Jesus thought prayer was important, so should we. Now, to continue on in the story, the apostles, they get in the boat together. Now, that symbolizes our church. And it says, when it was evening, Jesus was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And so, as I've mentioned, the apostles in the boat together, they are symbolic of our church. And now the apostles are being tossed about by the waves. The storm is very dangerous. Now remember, travel in the ancient world was very dangerous, especially by sea. It was always very unpredictable. That's why so many ships in the ancient world navigated by going parallel to the shoreline, never straying that far off from the shore because it was so dangerous. Now, symbolically speaking, this sea and the storm, it represents chaos. Chaos that will essentially pass over our church, toss it about. Chaos that our church has gone through throughout centuries on end. I'll give you some examples. The first 300 years of our church, our church was under persecution. You know, many of the apostles were executed, systematically hunted down and killed. Many of the popes, in fact, a vast majority of the popes during the first 300 years of our church were persecuted and killed. A few hundred years later, you have the Great Western Schism, in which our church was torn in half, east and west. A few hundred years later after that, you have the Great Reformation. Then, recently, is the terrible clergy abuse. Consequently, as you look at the history of our church from the very conception, from the time of the apostles, our church has been tossed about by chaos. And essentially, what do we need? We need Jesus Christ to come to our rescue. And that's what we're going to find out at the very end of the story. Now, notice what it says. It says, at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came walking towards them. Well, the fourth night of the watch is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., and it's the darkest part of the night, and we all know that. But it's also during the worst part of the storm. That's when Jesus comes to rescue them. Jesus now comes to rescue them, just like he rescued us, our church, during the persecution, during the Great Western Schism, the Reformation, and the clergy abuse scandal. Now, the apostles are terrified because they think he's a ghost. It says, when the apostles saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you 
on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. And so the apostles at first think Jesus is a ghost. Again, it's a great reflection that they really don't know who Jesus truly is. And yet Peter, he's not afraid. Better yet, he essentially sees the presence of Christ. He knows who he is. And Peter now summons the courage to get out of the boat and walk on the water with Christ. It's representative of the power that we have. Symbolically speaking, when Christ is in our life and our attention is riveted towards him, then we have the power of Christ to overcome any chaos that we have in our life. Now, that chaos can come in many different forms. Depression, anxiety, strained relationships, stress at work, poor health. To key, the key for us is really to focus our attention on Christ, riveted on Christ, and nothing else. Don't be distracted. And I think that's what gave Peter the power to walk towards Jesus on the water. His complete attention was on Christ and nothing else. There's nothing that distracted him or came between him and Christ. And I think that's the most important lesson that we can take from this. We too must have our attention riveted to Christ you know, in our life, such that our life is always ordered to Christ such that nothing will stand between us and Jesus in our relationship with him. See, then we have power, the power to overcome the chaos that we have in our life, no matter what it may be. I'll give you a great example of this. Once I ministered to a young woman who had a severe case of MS, and it was very severe. Her arms and her legs were severely contracted, that she couldn't even use them. She was confined to her bed, and yet she didn't allow that chaos of her MS to defeat her. Every time I visited her and brought her communion, she would always speak with great joy about the presence of God in her life and how Christ gave her the courage and the strength to persevere day in and day out. Her attention was always focused on the presence of Christ in her life. It was never distracted. Her life was ordered to Christ, and she had the power to walk over the chaos of her illness and not let it get the best of her. See, when Jesus is in our life, with his presence, we too, with our attention focused on him, can walk over any chaos that we may have in our life. Now, the story continues. When Peter saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And so Peter looks away. His attention is now on something other than Christ. He turns and he's focused now on the wind and the waves and the storm. The result, he begins to sink. Well, the same thing holds true with us. 
When we encounter chaos in our life, the worst thing that we can do is essentially be distracted by it. Turn away. No longer be attentive to the presence of Christ in our life. See, when our focus or our intention is on something else of this world, whatever it may be, our poor health, power, honor, whatever it is, then we begin to sink in the midst of that chaos. It gets the best of us, and we feel we're going to essentially drown in it. What Peter does next is important. He calls out to Christ. Now, what I find interesting, he doesn't call out to his apostles, you know, to bring the boat around, which they could have done, or he doesn't call to them to toss him a rope or a line. And they could have easily have done that. In fact, he was probably closer to the apostles in the boat than he was to Jesus. But he calls out specifically directed towards Jesus and no one else. Peter knows that Christ and only Christ can rescue him. Well, we too must recognize that. That Christ is the only person that can save us from drowning in the midst of our chaos that we have in our life. Therefore, we call out to Christ and no one else because Christ will always be there to grab us, to rescue us, and pull us out of our chaos. And so we call to Christ in prayer, at Mass, you know, during confession. You know, during those occasions, we cry out and we echo the words of Peter, Lord, save me. And Christ will do the same. He'll stretch out his hands and he'll grab us and catch us from falling. Now, Jesus, he grabs Peter, he helps him into the boat, and then he says, O ye of little faith. Well, I don't think that's really a statement of admonishment or criticizing Peter. I think it's not just directed towards Peter, but the apostles themselves. Because they have failed repeatedly to know, come to know who Jesus is through not only his preaching, but also his miracles. Christ really is saying to Peter, as well as the apostles, did you really think that I would allow you to drown? Did you really think that I would allow any harm to come to you? In fact, if you look at the very beginning of the story, Jesus was the one that told the apostles specifically, get into the boat, sail across the lake, and I'll meet you on the other side. Well, being God, he knew what was going to happen. So do you think the apostles would really imagine Jesus telling the apostles to get into a boat knowing that they'd all perish? Well, he wouldn't do that. Jesus doesn't do any of that. That's why he says, why did you doubt? Well, I think we have to let those words resonate deep within inside ourselves. I think it's very important for us to take comfort in those words. Jesus essentially won't allow anything to hurt us. He won't allow anything or even the chaos in our life you know, to defeat us. Because he knows he will reach out to us and grab us and pull us out of that chaos, whatever it may be. Essentially, all we have to make sure is our attention is riveted on Christ. Which, from the very beginning of the story, this is the, one of the important reasons why we must pray every day. Because a healthy prayer life and a healthy sacramental life will always keep our attention on Christ. And in doing so, then yes... We can get out of that boat and we can walk over any chaos in our life. And even if we do sink, Jesus is there to rescue us. He won't allow anything to happen to us. 
And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.